uh, just uh, just really proud uh, of our football team and and the way they just continue to fight and uh, and really try to do the things we asked them to do. Um, that was a that was a hard game. Um, I just told Joe it was like it's like a four hour root canal with no Novocaine. I mean, it was just the pain. The, there were a lot of painful plays in that game. A lot of fourth downs, uh, but I just can't really say enough about how our defense is playing. Our defense is playing outstanding football, um, made adjustments in the game. Um, I think Kyle just said they had how many yards in the second half? 33 yards in the second half. And, you know, we really challenged our team at halftime that we needed to come out with some real, real spark in the third quarter. Offense needed to drive the ball and score. Defense needed to stop them. And then we just needed to go win the game in the fourth quarter. And, and, and you know, when you're learning how to win, um, you have to play really good football in the fourth quarter consistently to win games. And we have to outscore them in the fourth quarter and uh, we have to stop them. And we made a critical drive uh, in the fourth quarter offensively to score. We have not been doing that. Um, and so that was really huge. Um, and then the turnover by Aiden Hector at the end really sealed the game. And I was just so proud to see that, um, you know, Daquan Jackson played outstanding. Aiden had the interception. Um, I really thought offensively, uh, Avery Morrow was just, uh, again, very, very strong, uh, just hard runner, had another great run at the end of the game. I, he must have bro broke several tackles on that run, um, but just would not go down. Um, you know, we had some more injuries in the offensive line. George Mickey Hahn went down and Keegan Hamilton, a walk-on center, never really played in a game before, especially at center, you know, was in there snapping. And um, I, I can't tell you how proud I am of that kid. He was in there on the last drive. And, um, you know, did what he was supposed to do. And that's all we've been asking these guys to do. So, um, you know, we, we have a really supportive team. Guys are really fighting for each other. I'm really proud of their growth the last three weeks. And, um, you know, you got to give these kids credit. We're 2-1 and one in the conference, right? Last time I checked. And so, um, you know, we, we have a lot to prove, um, you know, People might look at our record and they say, oh, you know, it's a, it's a throwaway year. It's not a throwaway year at all. We have a lot that we're trying to accomplish in these last this last half of the season. And we really challenged our players. We told them that, you know, these, these next six games uh, and now five games are really going to show what kind of character we have as a team. What up, Ram Fam? Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the app and sign up with the promo code DNBR. Man, that was a gritty 17-13 victory for CSU over Hawaii. Definitely wasn't pretty. Uh, the red zone struggles were, were super frustrating, particularly early on it. It looked like it was going to come back to bite the Rams, a story we've seen so many times over the last couple of years. It starts with the first drive. You get a 67-yard run from Avery Morrow, and as soon as he gets tackled at the two, you're like, oh, God, here we go again. End up running four plays from the two and lose a yard. Turn it over on downs. Don't get anything to show for it. 
Though I will say, uh, Tory Horton got mugged, should have got a pass interference call, and should have had first and goal from the one. Regardless, you know, tough to not come away with anything there. Uh, they go for it again later and instead of, you know, kicking a long field goal. And I supported the decision. Unfortunately, Dane Olsen fell down on the route, so it just, you know, never really had a chance. And the third quarter, they turned it over on downs again. But when the game was on the line, they mounted a 13-play, 80-yard drive that ate up 7-16 in the fourth quarter. I mean, essentially half the quarter. It was awesome. A couple of really key first downs through the air. Avery Morrow running the ball extremely effectively. He caps it off with a 10-yard touchdown run, his second of the day. And the Rams ultimately made the most of what was a brilliant defensive performance. I mean, Hawaii moved the ball a little bit early. They had 219 yards of total offense in that first half. Uh, we're really moving the ball well through the air. And they have some skill guys that are, you know, dangerous. Dior Scott's a really effective receiver. Parson is a guy that can beat you out of the backfield. You know, he's scored just about all their touchdowns this year. But even though they moved the ball in that first half, you know, holding them to field goal attempts, especially, you know, right before half, but doing it on two or three drives, it, it just allowed CSU to hang around. And then in the second half, they just took it to a new level. I mean, they allowed 38 yards. I know Norvell said 33. It was 38. But to do that and pitch a shutout when, you know, they really needed it. Because even in the second half, you know, there were still some struggles offensively. It was pretty stagnant there, you know, at the end of the third quarter, you know, into the beginning of the fourth. But this team just found a way. I mean, they willed themselves to victory. I'm going to get into all of it. I'm going to talk about some of the standouts. I'm going to get my takeaways from this one. I'll play some player audio from both Daquan Jackson and Aiden Hector. Before we dive into some of that, uh, Ajan Vivens, one of the team captains, a redshirt senior running back, has decided to leave the team due to personal reasons. I have no idea what that means. I'm not going to speculate. But I just want to say I hope that everything is okay for him and his family. He's a guy that's been through just a ton over the years and, you know, could not be a better dude. Of all the departures this season, he's definitely one of the most surprising, especially at this point. You know, he's already played more than four games, so he can't get this season back without a waiver or, you know, some type of exemption from the NCAA. I mean, he was one of the guys that Norvell literally spotlighted on Monday for his commitment to the program. So like I said, I'm uh, not going to speculate on that situation, but I just want to say I, I hope everything is good with Vivens. Definitely have loved covering him over the years. Uh, he'll finish his career with 178 rushing attempts for 638 yards, a one rushing touchdown, averaged 3.6 yards per carry, started his career as a receiver, but most of his production actually came as a running back, finishes with 15 catches for 100 yards. But what I'm going to remember him for, you know, more than the impact he made on the field, and I do think he was a very talented player, that's just the impact he made in the community. He was a terrific representative of the program, very active, just a great guy in general. So I know everybody in Ram Nation wishes him well. Uh, with my count, that's 15 departures since the season has started. That's an unofficial number. Certainly a blow to the overall depth. I mean, it's hard to, you know, maintain competitiveness when you're down that many scholarship guys at this stage of the season. But I don't want to focus on the negative. You know, I, I do really think that this locker room is coming together, that the team has come together. They may have less, you know, numbers, but the guys that are here are, are really bought in. And some of the veterans that have stuck around are, you know, really thriving. 
one of those guys, and Norvell spotlighted him, is, is Daquan Jackson. He's had 20 tackles over the last two weeks. Another great game in this one. Has just been all over the field making plays in the run game. But after the, the win, you know, I asked him, you know, a lot of veterans have decided to leave. You know, why have you stayed committed? And I wrote a feature on it. You know, he just talked about how he loves this program and, you know, how they, they elected him a captain and that means something to him. So I'm going to play that audio for you guys because I just I think it's really cool. I mean, DJ is a guy that's been a leader through so much, multiple staffs. He's been a playmaker through it all. And turning this thing around means something to him. You know, he has pride in that. So I'm going to play that audio, but I got to shout out the presenting sponsor, NBA fans. The wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out, though. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, place a stepped-up same-game parlay today with payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Always fun to bet on our king, Nikola Jokic. Nuggets pulled out a nice win over the Thunder tonight. Type of matchup they typically would have lost. I mean, on a back-to-back, just felt like it was going to be a scheduling loss. He played big in that one. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code DNVR. Make any $5 bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I also want to shout out the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Of course, I'm talking about game time. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside maybe, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. It's possible with the game time app, the biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you never could buy. You're not going to find a better deal this season on Rams tickets than you will with game time. It was created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. If you love DNVR, you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Finally, it's time to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. And we've got an intriguing NFL slate coming up tomorrow. A lot of interesting matchups. I wish I could say I had more faith in my Broncos to win against the Jets. You can actually get them at plus money at home. But I'm going to stick with the Kansas City Chiefs. They're on the road, one-point dogs at San Francisco. I know the Niners just traded for McCaffrey. They've gotten a lot of their guys back from injury. But this Chiefs team is just a machine. And while it hurts my heart, you might as well benefit monetarily from their success. Take their money line at minus 120 to beat the Niners. That's the DraftKings pick of the week. DJ, there have been a lot of veterans that have decided to move on. Why have you decided to stay committed, and what does this win mean to you? Because I love this team, and I, I love the guys. Uh, you know, guys make decisions for their own reasons, and I'm not mad at them. Uh, but it's just a personal thing. Um, I want to finish what I started. I want to be a be a part of these guys, and I made a commitment to the team. They voted me captain. Um, I don't take that lightly. So uh, through all the years and through all the changes, I just I, I still love this team. I love this program. And, I think about it every day, like, God, you know, if I can be the one my senior year to to impact the other guys, you know, we, we can turn this thing around and go win. That would mean a lot to me. Um, that would mean a lot to the guys. And that would speak a lot to the leadership that um, me and the rest of the guys bring to the team. This is actually a tighter locker room. 
it's one thing to say. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's basically on the edge of like. Seems like, you know, it's getting a little smaller, but it's getting more compact. We're coming together. So uh, that's what it's all about. You know, not everybody who started with us will finish with us. But um, as long as we keep growing together, it's, all, all we need is in that locker room. So I think I think that'll be the mindset going forward, too. All right, all right, all right. Uh, shout out to Daquan Jackson and all the players for giving us some time post game after that big win. Always appreciate it. And, you know, in, in general, they were just very thoughtful and articulate with their responses after this one. It was just, it was great. The vibes were great. It's so much more fun when the team is winning than when they're losing, obviously. But let's get into some takeaways, starting with this defense, which is just insane. I mean, they have the, the second best scoring defense in the conference right now, just behind San Jose State, currently allowing 14.7 points per game in league matchups. You know, I, I understand that they haven't played the most, you know, explosive teams, you know, the best offenses in the world. But, you know, Hawaii, Utah State, those teams can move the ball a little bit, especially through the air. And Nevada can run the ball well. And CSU has just done a great job of, you know, playing hard. What they're doing is sustainable. They're tackling well. They're getting after the quarterback. They're creating tackles for loss in the run game. They're making, you know, teams have to play in second and third and long. Guys in the secondary are making plays. And for the first time in a long time, this program has somebody that's, you know, making adjustments. I mean, Freddie Banks has just been so impressive and he's getting the most out of these guys and he's putting them in a position to succeed. Norvell told me before the season that he thinks he's a future head coach. You know, I asked about that after the game and he kind of laughed. He's like, well, I hope he's not a head coach, you know, too soon. You know, we'd like to keep him around here, but, you know, he's just a really articulate, a really demanding, and he's just a guy that, does not let any details slip. Asked Aiden Hector about it, the Washington State transfer who had the game ceiling interception. He also had a big pick six on that win over Nevada. And he was like, yeah, I mean, he is intense, but all great coaches are. You know, I'm glad we play for him because we want to be the best. Hector had another great game in this one. He has been, you know, everything that you hope for. When he came over from Washington State, he was a guy that was really impactful for the Cougars in 2020. And his versatility is just really big for this defense. We already talked about Daquan Jackson. He was stellar in this one. Cam Carter, you know, Jack Howell, they had another good game. Henry Blackburn. And then just that whole defensive line. I mean, we talk about Mo Kamara and CJ Onyechi a lot. And, you know, those guys are really getting after the quarterback. They're playing tremendous football. Didn't get the sacks this week. Didn't have, you know, the insane amount of QB hits that they had against Utah State but they're constantly getting in the quarterback's face, you know, making him make difficult throws. And it's providing opportunities for these guys in the secondary to, you know, have a, a chance to make some plays. Hector got the only pick, but Guzman had a chance at one. Howell came close to getting a pick. Blackburn came close to one. I mean, so they were, you know, a couple inches from having three, four interceptions in this one. But without, you know, the, the guys on the edge getting after the quarterback and, and not just the guys on the edge, you know, Grady Kelly, Cam Baratow in the interior. Those guys are just absolutely wreaking havoc both against the run and against the pass those guys you know the linebackers getting after the QB shutting down the run that's what's creating these opportunities for the Rams in the secondary to get you know those throws where the quarterbacks just kind of throw it up I'm just really encouraged by everything that we're seeing from this defense because I feel like what they're doing is sustainable they're rotating a ton they're getting different guys in the mix it's not a one-man show you know the staff is scheming well they're making great halftime adjustments and in general, this defense just feels 
really well prepared. Then on offense, you know, yes, it's still a work in progress, but we're seeing, you know, continued growth. The offensive line is playing better. They didn't allow any sacks in this one. Clay Millen was efficient, you know, 17 to 24 for 177 yards, also at 53 rushing yards because he was able to, you know, scramble out of some pressure. Did take one pretty big hit that kind of made me cringe in the open field, but I I thought his wherewithal was pretty good in general. Uh, Needs to keep, you know, throwing the ball away. Overall, though, I thought his decision-making was solid. I mean, his poise was just so huge down the stretch, and that was one of the things I asked about was, you know, it just seems like he's really confident. You see the way he commands the line of scrimmage. You know, he's, you know, barking everything out. He's getting guys in the right, you know, situation. And the whole team, you know, they feed off of that confidence. They buy into it. When you have the playmaking abilities to go along with it, and, you know, you're constantly, you know, getting the team up and down the field, it's going to produce results. I, I really do feel like this offense is, is close to breaking out, especially if they can continue to run the ball well with Avery Morrow. I mean, he's looked like the best running back in the conference, and that's saying something. There's some really good backs in this league. You know, Titus Twen of Wyoming's a stud. You know, Air Force has a couple of guys. But he's running with the best of them right now. I mean, going for five yards a pop, breaking tackles, just playing so hard. It's, it's really great to see. It's been a long time since we've had a back that, you know, can just consistently do this and has the ability, you know, to break out in the open field. He's, he's quick. I did get tackled on that 67-yard run, but clearly he has that big playability. And then we saw some of that big playability from the receivers as well. I mean, we knew Torrey Horton was a guy that could do it, and he made some plays in the screen game. We'd like to get him some more catches, you know, in the coming weeks. But Lewis Brown had a great game in this one. I mean, on that reverse, I thought he was dead to rights on the last drive. Ends up making a guy miss. Goes for the first down. Had another one in the open field on the catch where he gave a guy a little shimmy step in the open field. You can see the potential that this group has. Justice Ross Simmons. You know, we saw some Makai Fox against Utah State. Tanner Arkin is now getting in the mix. They're going to have really tough tests these next couple of weeks on the road against Boise State and San Jose State. And, you know, even Air Force, Wyoming, New Mexico, those aren't exactly picnics. But with how hard they're playing, you know, and if, if they can just do a couple of things better offensively, I mean, who knows? Anything is possible. This this We said this after the Nevada game as well, but this is just the type of matchup that nine times out of ten CSU would have lost in, in previous years. Hawaii comes out, they move the ball well. The Rams, you know, they fail to capitalize on some early opportunities. And then, you know, all of a sudden it spirals. This group, they're just, they're different. They fight like hell. They're composed. I mean, even in some of those blowout losses, I, I talked about the, the fight that they showed was admirable. When you have talented guys that are coached well and are playing hard, it's, you know, eventually going to produce results. And that's what we're seeing. And again, you know, they're, they're not playing the best teams at the, the beginning of this Mountain West slate. But, I mean, even some of these teams down the stretch have been very inconsistent. Just a couple of takeaways here before we wrap up with some player audio from Aiden Hector. I know that it didn't work out on all those fourth down calls, but I really did love the aggressive approach. I love that they played to win in this one. It's really easy to nitpick those decisions when things go wrong. And then when you do it right, you know, you're a hero, especially if you capitalize with touchdowns on some of those plays. Again, I felt like there were a couple of missed calls, but, you know, we're not going to cry over it or anything like that. One thing that I am going to, you know, bitch and moan about just a little bit, and Norvell was actually frustrated with it post game, is just the Rams got screwed by a couple of bad spots once again in this one. 
And, you know, they, they were able to win against Nevada and they were able to win this one against Hawaii. But those could have been just huge. And it's absolutely insane to me with all the technology we have that this is the process that we do it by. Just a bunch of old dudes out there being like, oh, I, th- I think you got tackled there. It's got to be better. I mean, the conference has got to hold these guys to a higher standard. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And Norvell is a, a composed guy. But, I mean, you could tell he's very frustrated by it. And I hope that they don't, you know, the conference doesn't, you know, push back on him for being critical because it's it's unacceptable. All right. I feel myself getting worked up. So we're going to wrap it up here with some audio from Aiden Hector. But this was just a really gritty win. It was encouraging to see, you know, hopefully they can build off what they're continuing to do well and, you know, just keep playing competitive football. You know, as Norvell said, you know, it's easy to view this as a throwaway year, but this team has a lot to prove and they're a handful of plays from being 3-0 and in conference play considering the start, considering, you know, all the shuffling in the starting lineup, losing veterans left and right, having to play three quarterbacks in these three games. This could have compounded into a disaster. They could be 0-7 staring down the barrel of a winless year. But much like we saw in Jim McElwain's first season and Sonny Lubick's first season, you know, they're starting to turn a corner and, you know, hopefully they can finish better than they started, which was, you know, something that did not happen enough in the last six, seven years. This isn't a throwaway year. You know, a lot of your goals are still in front of you. Just what is the mindset in this locker room, you know, in this back half of the season? Um, at the beginning of, before the season, Coach Norvell pulled up some statistics about CSU and, the past few years and the second half of their season and how CSU hasn't done really well in the second half. So he, he's, he reminded us today or actually Monday at the start of the second half of the season, he he told us, you know, this is our half. We, we, we got to go positive is kind of what like, you know, go over, you know, really undefeated is our goal, but he's saying, uh, you know, second half of the season, we got to finish strong and, yeah, don't give up and, you know, went out and a bowl game comes. And if it does, it does. And that's our goal. So, How important was it to start it this way today then? Really important. Really important. I think we have to win out um, to go to a bowl. I really want to go to a bowl. And I know Coach Norvell does. The whole team does. And, but I, I don't even think that's the main goal. I think the main goal is to just work, play as hard as we can and play the best football we can and get better every day and have a great second half of the season. I think that's the main goal. And if football game comes, it comes. And I think that the win today really, it, it gave us a confidence boost. Not only that, but it also, you know, it gets the momentum rolling. Sweet as mama's marmalade This shit sound like summer days The windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies My daddy played the drums My mama slapped that bass My sister sang these songs Dancing under canopies We thank the trees for all their leaves We are just some drops of water Together make up seven seas And one day I'll be like my father One day I will learn to breathe I'm choking on the thought That I am not the man